Accidental Hope listeners, wanted to let you know that we have launched a Patreon. If you're interested in giving from a joyful heart, please follow Patreon forward slash Accidental Hope, and I would love your support. If this blesses you today, would you mind liking, sharing, following, subscribing, tell a friend, or even leaving a review? Thanks so much. Welcome to Accidental Hope Podcast, a community that seeks hope and healing from a faith perspective. My name is Jennifer, and I'm not an expert, but I do share life experiences because I believe it will help someone else. So get ready to open your heart, laugh, cry, and receive. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I hope you are enjoying this series about soul care, not just self-care, but really taking care of your soul. For this series, the running list of things that we'll just keep adding to the list because I pray that the list never ends, that we keep learning and growing and sharing new ways to care for ourselves when we've experienced a trauma. So this week, the topic is journaling and art. And both of these things are are something that I loved when I was young um, from my childhood. And so it was kind of like that um, childlike faith going back to things that I truly enjoyed as a young person when I was still innocent and really filled me up and kind of molded me to who I am. I enjoyed writing, uh, journaling my thoughts and prayers, my dreams, and I also kept a diary as well as I was, you would, you wouldn't find me playing with Barbies. I was not that little girl who, (laughs) who did, did the, um, played with dolls. If anything, you always found me with a sketchbook with crayons, markers, and I was writing poems, writing songs, singing, and coloring. And, and that's truly what you would find me doing. So, If you have your Bible handy, go ahead and open up to the Psalms real quick. If you look at any one of the Psalms, so if I opened up and I saw maybe the um, Psalm 4, uh, immediately you can see where David is writing these open letters to the Lord. He says, Hear me, O God. I have these grievances, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I shout with joy to God. He would literally sing and and praise and send these amazing poetic uh, cries to God. If you look at it, it says, will you hear me, Lord? Um, so what we're seeing here is an open letter of prayer journaling right here in the Bible. This is, this is David modeling what we can do to satisfy our soul, to really talk to God. It's another way to connect to God is to write down our thoughts, our dreams, our hopes, our grievances. We can lament openly. We can get out all the fears and, and put it in a tangible way. We can, um, for myself, it's almost like when I put it on paper, sometimes I can, I feel better. One, I feel better, but also I can then go back and reread it and I can see where maybe I am exaggerating, maybe where my mind has just gone wild. Um, and then 
you know, when you when you put you speak your prayers out, you speak out truly the desire of your heart. As God answers those prayers, you can go back and look at them, and and I think that's special too. So take a look at the Psalms, and look at how David simply shows us all the wonderful things he wants to say to God, and there's no rhyme or reason. Um, although I believe it's really beautiful, it's very well written. When I after I first had my accident and I couldn't sleep, I would have the Bible app just read to me the different Psalms. Take a look at that. If you're uh, interested in how to get started, <laughs> look to David, right? And, uh, and it's, I think you'll be inspired and you'll realize how much this could um, be life-changing for you. And it's it's why we have this topic for today. Dr. Carolyn Lee said, from Who Switched Off My Brain, frame your world with your words. Words matter. Thoughts matter. And when you have tons of thoughts in your head, they kind of get scrambled up in there. When we talk about what we can do to peel back the layers and start to feel some normalcy or healing inside to have some balance with with what's going on in your world, you really have to address not only, you know, the physical body, right, but your your mental health, your spiritual health. You know, God said in um, Matthew twenty two thirty seven, he said, love your Lord God with your whole heart, your whole soul, and with your whole mind. There are three parts to that. Journaling is kind of a physical thing that we can do where we put those thoughts that are happening in the mind, that are happening feelings that you feel in your heart, and maybe even what's uh, where your soul is crying out, and you're putting those in a tangible place that you can refer back to. Um, you, can, uh, you can just get it all out, per se. When I was recovering from my accident, my counselor said, why don't you write letters to the deceased? Why don't you write a letter to the victim? Because there were all these things that I, I felt unsaid that I would have, that I was daydreaming about, that they were clouding up my thoughts. So many, you know, I needed some kind of closure. With the closure, I thought, well, if I write him a letter, then it would get it out of my thought process, you know, and then at least it would be somewhere, and then maybe in the spiritual realm somehow his spirit can see what I'm saying or thinking, and it was a way to give some kind of closure. And so I would write him letters, and what's funny about this simple gesture from my counselor, he had no idea that when I was a little girl, my nana passed away kind of suddenly in her sleep. I was, um, I think it was the summer, I was 10, going to be 11. I didn't know that she had battled ca- uh, cancer. I didn't know those things, or if I knew it, I didn't really understand it. All I know is she passed away in her sleep, and it, it felt very abrupt because I didn't realize she was sick. I didn't get that closure. I wrote her a letter. I wrote my Nana a letter, and 
I don't know what was on the letter. I think there was even a poem for her, if I remember that correctly. And then in the viewing, I read that letter to her, folded it up. This I do remember. I folded it up and I put it in the casket with her. And it was very, very special to me that she had something, you know, to take with her and that she could hear the words that I really needed to tell her. So one of the things that I did as a young person, I I kept a notebook by my bed and it was just a really, just a spiral bound notebook. And I wrote dreams. Like if I woke up and had a bad dream, I would write down uh, thoughts. I would write down poems. A lot of times I would wake up and I would have ideas for different poems. And if you've ever been a writer, then once you get going, it's like you'll constantly have a thought and or a poem that just pops into your head and you have to write down at least snippets so that you can remember what it was about. <laughs> and because the more you do, the more you crave it. And so I remember kind of being in that place where I would need to have a notebook candy all the time. And then at some point when life got really busy after probably, I know for sure, I journaled all through my pregnancy with my second daughter or from my first daughter, um, my second pregnancy. But I think I kind of put it down for a good decade. And then periodically I would write things down if I really needed to clear my head. But I didn't make it a normal practice. And then I realized that that love for writing poetry got harder it became work instead of fluid because if you don't use it, you'll lose it. I mean, that's a really true statement. I kind of put that down for a while in the busyness, but when my accident happened, I picked back up journaling and I have a dear friend who is with uh, Redeemed Diva Ministry. Um, her name is Kimmy and she said, Jennifer, write it down, write it all down. She knew I was grieving. She didn't, you know, people didn't really completely understand what I was going through, but she would say, talk it out to God. Just write it all down. Write, write everything down. Get it out. Freeing yourself on paper. Go back to the nature of human beings and what sets us apart. That ability to communicate and want to record history. The ability to archive thoughts with writing. I mean, there's something very special about that. I wrote all that stuff down. I would get it out. Um, sometimes I was angry with God. Sometimes my, you could see where my emotions would change. I would just drip tears down onto the paper, which is totally fine. You know, God can handle all of it. It didn't have to be methodical. It didn't have to have the perfect handwriting. It didn't have to have a certain length. It didn't have to be grammatically correct. There could be all kinds of run-ons. I didn't have to worry about my spelling. So if you have an inner critic, and this goes for the journaling piece or the art piece, try to silence that inner critic. Uh, put it aside for a little bit because that's not the point of it. The point of it is just to let it flow. Let it flow out of there. Don't put rules or boundaries or limitations or any kind of parameter on your writing. When I went to a writing conference uh, in May with um, Elizabeth Oates, you'll hear a little bit more about that um, in a couple weeks. She suggested 
everybody who wants to be a writer, set aside five to ten minutes a day where you just write. Just free write. Free write thoughts, things that you're grateful for, your prayers. Just write. Just write and let it flow. And and that normal practice, that getting in that routine, like I said, the more you do it, easier it is. The more you're, the floodgates open, the more your hand will just... Or typing, I guess you could type as well. But however you keep that medium, but at least just open your heart to letting it go. And I realized how much I had missed it and what a joy it was. And I didn't need to keep them. I didn't need to reread them. It was just just an intimate time where I could be completely vulnerable and and release. Journaling. If you've never been a journaler, try it. You never know. Maybe you'll like it. Maybe you won't. You can always give me some feedback. The second thing that I want to talk to you about is art. And they kind of go hand in hand. When I was a little girl, like I said, there wasn't this diagnosis of ADD um, (laughs) way back when I was a little girl. It was just this, uh, Jennifer's a talker. Jennifer gets distracted. Jennifer is a daydreamer. They also said I was boy crazy, but we won't go there. But my teachers would just say she, her head's always in the cloud. She's always daydreaming. She's always doodling. And, um, you know, now we know why. And it's funny that God would lead me into a heart for learning differences, right? So I would, I would mainly, you know, sketch and doodle and color anything around me, my world around me. I was studying flowers and trees, um, cartoons, anything around the house. It was more fun for me to just concentrate on it. And if I could see it, I could draw it. There wasn't much of an inner critic. I mean, I would just draw it. And even if it wasn't the most beautiful thing in the world, I just enjoyed trying. You know, I didn't beat myself up over it, but I wasn't necessarily trying to you know, pursue art as a career. It was just something that I enjoyed doing. And for a long time, again, I was so busy and maybe this is even the uh, temptation of the enemy. I slowly stopped doing that. I stopped enjoying painting and, and sketching and all those things. After the accident and I really needed an outlet, I picked back up art. And it was, it was funny. It actually kind of had begun a little bit before the accident, when I was on my, my way to healing, I really kind of dug in and, and would get my hands dirty, so to speak, more. Realized how much I loved it. I could just fall in love with something again. Sit down to create at a blank piece of paper, a blank canvas, and all the possibilities that would be there. Just freeing my soul and being quiet And I I usually put on a little bit of worship music, and I just see where it goes. And it's so fun. You do. You have to silence that inner critic. And and I can be kind of critical on myself now. I'll keep adding and keep adding and keep adding. But I don't get to the point where I get frustrated and like, ah, you know. (laughs) So art has been very, very special. It's a way to express myself. When I had this wonderful vision of the man that I hurt when I was kind of asking the Lord to help me forgive myself. I had already asked for forgiveness of the Lord and of this man, you know, just talking to myself. And I was asking the Lord to help me forgive myself. And I had this moment where I was actually at church 
and we were worshiping. And even though I began to sing the songs, suddenly my heart and my thoughts would go to, I'm so sorry. And I would whisper, I'm so sorry. And I would hear this over and over and over again in my heart. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I was set, I had my hands up to worship, but the, the tears would come and they would stream down my face and, and I knew my heart wasn't really into the worship. And I felt the Lord give me this beautiful, this beautiful moment in time where I suddenly had a thought and it said, I am okay. Pray for my family. And I just had this vision of the man that I hurt. His name was David. And I saw his face smiling in heaven. And I closed my eyes and it was like I could see him or myself or like a, a motorcycle going kind of elevated towards a, towards a hill. And I could see the trees passing by and they were going into a beautiful sunset or sunrise. I just remembered, it felt like, okay, this could be my complete imagination, but I just felt the sense of peace. And I had this amazing vision of this moment that maybe he experienced, maybe he didn't. Anyway, but I had to paint it. I had to paint it. And so I was able to paint it and was able to pass that on to his family. Yeah. So I believe that God speaks to us when we journal. I believe as if we open our hearts and clear our minds that we can be a vessel to just let those uh, thoughts and dreams and wishes and hopes and desires and burdens flow in a mind, body, and spirit kind of way as well as using art to do the same thing. We can take art and look at that blank canvas and then look at the colors that God created and just be free on that canvas to just express yourself and to create. God created us with desires to create, and you can do that in all kinds of different ways. So these are two ways that I believe um, two therapies, two practices that truly can, can restore your soul. It's a way for you to connect with the Lord through writing and through the art. I hope that we'll want to try it out. If you do, make sure you share it with me. I'd love to know how it's going. Are you journaling? Are you writing? Are you, uh, did you write a poem after this? Do you have something you want to share? Do you have some piece of artwork, whatever medium that is for you, that um, that really is an expression of healing from your trauma? So if you have it, share it. So I'm going to go ahead and just pray for us today and close us out. If you'll pray with me. Dear God, I just love you. We love you, Lord. I pray that we are all in um, agreement together. I feel your spirit ministering to me that this really is a three-part system. That we are mind, we are body, and we are spirit. And all of those parts are longing to connect to you. You made us each so unique, and yet we can have so many things in common. 
God, I pray that any voice of negativity, criticism, doubt, fear, any roadblock that would keep us from connecting to you, seeking you out. Father, I pray that we just bind that up and cast it down in the name of Jesus. I pray that the urge and the curiosity and the interest will be so strong that it would overpower any of the thoughts that would keep us from trying to connect to you. Lord, we love you with our whole heart, with our whole soul, and our whole mind. Help us to find ways to serve you in that way. The places of our mind that that do not align with your word, God, we ask you to heal those. Lord God, the places of our soul that are broken, if there's anything that discourages our soul from crying out to you, to connecting to you, we ask that you would heal those, Lord. Father God, if there's anything in our heart, anything in our mind, in our physical body, that is blocking the blessing of sitting in your presence. Help us to see it. Help us to remove it. And help us to replace it with your holy word. I thank you for the ability to create. I thank you for simple solutions to some of life's biggest problems. I ask you to help us to make space, to make time, to be still, to create, using what we have around us. God, provide. Help us to not get in the way that we think we have to have all the right things and all the right space and all the lines have to be perfect and all the handwriting has to be perfect. God, you did not... You did not put any of these rules on us. We put those rules on us. Minister to our hearts. Help us to see. Tear the veil. Help us to have spiritual eyes. Help us to fall in love so much with connecting to you that we will seek out every single way to do it. People talk about multiple streams of income. Father, I want multiple streams of ways to connect to you. Thank you, Lord for all that you do. Minister to our hearts. Help us to find hope, seek hope, and share hope with others, God. You are our hope. We rest in you, and we want to share you. And if that's through writing, or through art, or music, or being in nature, whatever it is for anyone else, God, I just pray that you would be with us today. Help us to seek you and share you. We love you, Lord, in everything that we do. We ask these things in your mighty name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining today, and I pray you have a wonderful week, and join us again next week. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Accidental Hope. Remember to seek hope and share it. Come back next week. Bye.
Happy Music Number 7 brought to you by scottholmesmusic.com.